Hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers, and welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And uh, I just saw a movie called Logan, and it is, I think, one of the most different, as well as one of the best X-Men movies that you'll ever see. It's not even like an X-Men movie. It's something completely different. And my guest today, Boyd Holbrook, is a rat bastard in it. He's just, he's like somebody, now that, you know, I met him as he came in, I'm still hating him, <laughs> you know, even though I loved him in Narcos. You are, you're like an evil bastard. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that James Mangold saw, the director saw in you, oh, that said, I need to have Boyd Holbrook play this and even though he has a name like a bank clerk, you know, it's like mm, Donald. Donald Pe- is such a wimp, wimpy name. <laughs> it's like the worst. Donald. Donald Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> and, bleh, mm. you know. So what was it? How did you mm. get yourself into this? Well, I, uh, I had auditioned when I was doing Narcos. I think we were about the midpoint of season two, and uh, I sent a tape out. Um, and I think about three months later when I totally forgotten that that was a possibility mm-hmm. um, I got a call got the gig so <clears throat> I, I kind of had to calibrate on that <laughs> but, say what uh, yeah. I got the part well you know they I, I, I'd met James once before um, and Scott Frank who also wrote the mm-hmm. script uh, I'd worked with him um, as a writer director uh, a film called Walk Among the Tombstones so yeah. I mean, I, was, I, I knew the, the pedigree, I guess, that I was dealing with. And they, you know, everything starts with the script. I'm sure you've heard that a lot. But it's true. You know, I discovered a couple things in there, and I just went with it. You know, because I, I just assumed that someone else would get the, get, the, get the gig. The accent that you do, was that your idea? Uh, it was written as um, Southern, so I sort of drew off um, a certain personality and, and went with it. Well, you're Kentucky born, right? Yes, yes. So you have that, but it's not quite that, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is different, yeah. Um, well, you know, it, dialect is something, or voice uh, is kind of just, uh, I think, a finishing veneer for me always. Um, uh, it, it kind of completes a character for me, so I really like to usually find something and, and set in a pocket with it. It's very Southern. Mm. It's very kind of welcoming. Yeah, well, there's a hospitality. Well, there is. It. It's yeah. like, well, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a politeness to it. Your, your first conversation in the back of a car mm-hmm. with uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is kind of, hey, I'm a fanboy, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think you're something, Wolverine. And you had a tooth, too. You know? Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, James was, was really uh, open for me to, you know, doing some cosmetic stuff, uh, creating, uh, you know, I think all those things uh, just tell a backstory. You know, um, the tattoo, uh, you don't have to go into much, but you can tell he's military. You, um, there's wounds, there's... Uh, you know, his, his, again, his dialect, his mannerisms, uh, they really let me just play with it. I, I oh, found that, that little thing like the arm. <laughs> <laughs> which, is I, which I chopped off. Did you? <laughs> and surgically. So you really were just uh, into the whole uh, X-Men mythos that yeah. you wanted to have. <laughs> no arm. No, that's got to be. What, what is that? Uh, with, well, 
so basically the Reavers um, are sort of ex-military. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Donald is um, a, a brilliant engineer uh, with sort of neurological robotics. So anyone who's lost a limb in, 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 in wartime... Uh, he's repaired them and sort of made them better, mm-hmm. which I think goes into his character a lot. You've got a guy who I think he feels a little bit inadequate, um, ultimately. So that's, I think, you know, we all cover up insecurities in our life, and I think that's what he pushes forward, this kindness, this, um, um, yeah, to mask it up. And so... He's sort of not as qualified, I guess, as the mutants are. So he's trying to one-up. Um, he's trying to improve himself. He does take a little bit of sadistic pleasure. He does. Which, you know, he's, he's trying to get back uh, basically X-23, which, it, that's his product. That's his, uh, that's, that's a security threat against, you know, society. This he, 11-year-old girl. Who, yeah. Who doesn't speak for a good long while. Right. You know? I mean, the power that she can convey uh, through her performances, uh, I mean, I can have done that when I was 11, let alone last year, probably. <laughs> no, it's a, this is a big deal in terms of what the X-Men, in that it seems to be uh, Hugh Jackman's oh, last uh, run-through as this character of Logan, of Wolverine. Right. It doesn't really have to be because it's set in the future. And he's, like, older, losing his powers in some mm-hmm. way. But well, as Hugh said, did he sidle up to you on the set and say, boy, this is it for me. Well, I, I think am it's never good to go out in a bang. This. I mean, you look at Hugh, who's basically started all this, I think. You know, he's kind of been the pioneer that has paved the way for all of these tentpole films. Um, so I think it's a good thing to go out on a bang like this. So, as actors, when you're doing this, does James Mangle, does he work it? Do you go, do you do a read-through? Do you mm-hmm. do it, or you just get thrust into this? Uh, wow, good question. You know, it's every, every, I guess every film, every project, project is different. Um, I kind of approach them all different. With this, I had about five days uh, in between Narcos and, um, and shooting this, but it, it's, you know, time management. Um, uh, with James, you know, the great way about James, you know, he would speak to Daphne, who plays Laura's character, and the gaffer, or whoever, exactly the same. He's, he's, he's got a phenomenal way about him. And if you go back and look at his work, the performances in his films are incredible. Um, so there is, a, a, I guess, a connective tissue between the artist that he's working with and the film that he's making to sort of draw that out. I mean, he's completely taken, uh, I think, this genre and flipped it on its head. What was the toughest thing you had to do in playing this character? Um, you know, I just always feel like there, there takes extreme amount of focus and concentration. Um, you know, you're, you're s- there's so many things going on, uh, it's really easy to get distracted, but you have to stay in, in your pocket, I guess. And um, There is the moment that Oh, I'm doing a scene with, with Patrick Stewart right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fix it. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> because it's so easy to get lost in all that. It is. Nostalgia and, you know, like, Sir Patrick. 
Um, but, you know, and then you realize that it's, they're, they're just extraordinary, talented actors who, who are trying to make you better, and in, in, in turn, you're trying to do the same thing for them. But I'm really interested, since it's the first time you're on, where it, it, all this starts. And I know how serious you are about it, and yet your beginnings at a career were as a model. So did you have a lot of that crap where, you know, if you were a model, you're Zoolander? Oh, yeah, I was really, I was fir first offended that I wasn't in the second one. Yeah. Uh, and I just became so good at modeling, they gave me a, an acting gig. Um, you know, I, I didn't really have a lot of opportunities coming out of uh, where I grew up. So I uh, was working at a theater company uh, and, uh, you know, a girl came by, said, take take my photograph and mm -hmm. this will happen. I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, and it came, came to be true. So uh, I think about three months after that, I came up to New York and uh, I never left. But it was a great opportunity. You know, I got to travel. I, I saved, you know, I think I was smart about it. Uh, saved the cash and went to school. That is good. Yeah. But you've never had the problem of getting past it. I remember saying to Mark Wahlberg when he was here, but mm. you started as a model and he went, yeah. yeah. You know, so he still had that defensiveness. Well, yeah, there is a, a quality that um, I guess that you're not that uh, you're not capable of, of, of doing anything other than that. I, I don't know. I'm not really bothered by it anymore. As an actor, mm -hmm. um, there's some kind of natural schizophrenia that comes with it because there's so many people in your mm -hmm. head. There's just maybe in I your played head. this. Well, I think it's, oh, I know it's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But where do you put the characters you play? Oh, uh, well, that's a good question. Um, I usually like to take a nice long trip after, after work. And, and then it's just... And yeah, just dissolve out a little bit to sort of decompress. Because, um, you know, you have to ramp up. And, you know, when you're doing a film, it's, you know, 16-hour days sometimes. Or you forget what day it is. But we all know you're making $100 million for every movie, so, you yeah. know, <laughs> we don't feel sorry for you. Did you say cents? It's just that. But, you know, I know you started, you were with Gus Van Zandt in, in Milk. You, mm -hmm. That's like a great place oh my to God, begin what an when right? a career begins like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and then when you did get Narcos, when you get to play a real character, uh, Steve Murphy, the DEA agent that you played, you... You had given the task, and only in acting that part, but doing, I think, one of the toughest things anybody can do, which was to do narration. Yeah. You, it wasn't just narration like, hi, I'm Steve Murphy. It's, here's the whole Pablo Escobar story to do it. Blah. And you do blah, it yeah. really splendidly. Thank you. So that you're watching it, and you're going, oh, I get it. Because I usually hate it, narration. Yeah. And it just really worked. It's... It, it's a tricky one, um, and you know, I, Jose Pagilla is uh, the creator of that show, mm -hmm. and Wagner Moore, who plays Pablo, they, they terrific you know, actor, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, they did a, uh, a two-part film called Elite Squad, which is about sort of the, the violence and the gangs and the drugs and all that in the favelas of Brazil. Um, so we took a lot of the aesthetic from, from that show into Narcos, sort of the radical, hyper-realistic sort of camera movements. Um, and I knew it was going to be a lot, especially that, you know, it's a bilingual show. So you're working essentially. Mm -hmm. You're either, if unless you speak both Spanish and English, you're you're re, you're you're 
digesting information. And I think it's an, it, it is a really grand um, sort of education for a while. So I just wanted to kind of, you know, do a sort of hypnotic thing that would let you process all this uh, and not overwhelm you. Because I think, you know, you look at one of the greatest voiceovers of all time is uh, Ray Liotta in, uh, Goodfellas. in Goodfellas. And, uh, and that's a really, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a performance almost in itself. That's a two-hour film, you know. I, I knew that we've got ten hours here, so I didn't want to um, just, uh, I don't know, kill someone with it. <laughs> well, you did two seasons, and now we're going to head to season three. And what? We've captured Pablo Escobar in season two. Yeah, Where yeah. are you? Are you going to tell me now? That you're not in season three? I've been hearing rumblings like Yeah, I'll do that rumble. I like it. It's good, yeah. <laughs> um, I, Be careful about this. It's just we have the tape. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the show is called Narcotics. <laughs> uh, and so it's about that. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's about, it's not, yeah, obviously, yes, Pablo is, is, is the kingpin, is, <laughs> the, is the grandmaster. Uh, but, you know, you look at the evolution of someone like El Chapo, and that is the, the chronological uh, dynasty laying out in front of you. Because once Pablo was, was gone, the other cartels stepped up, and they said, well, why do we have to send this to Miami? Well, let's just give it to Mexico, okay. and you guys deal with it. <laughs> Uh, and that's you, and you look at how someone like El Chapo and, and sort of all these sort of schizophrenic cells. Oh are, no, I hear. Uh, I'm, I see many seasons to come where you could be in it, but I'm looking from your own rumbling lips. Right. You the, <laughs> are, so you're not in season three. Is that what you're saying, Boyd Holbrook? I don't. I, I can't remember. All right, well, then you're just an evil bastard again. And so, I, because it's your first I'm time. I'm so happy I came it's today. It's the first time on the show. You don't know that we end it with everybody uh-huh. in song. Oh, in song? In song. Okay, So great. I don't know what music is like, you know, when you were shooting it. I mean, that's a great right. theme in Narcos, too. It's like oh, yeah. fabulous. Yeah. So did you bring a guitar or anything? Or Today? Uh, yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I didn't get, I didn't, no, I didn't, was I supposed to? Well, then I just need a few bars of something. Is there a guitar here? Let's bring it in. I want to see what he can do with uh, it. Um, Look it, at uh, that. Oh, goodness. Why, boy, do you have a guitar? Which is out Where of tune. Where did that come from? Are you going to go? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm waiting for you to. Oh, uh, you put me on the spot, Peter. I did. That's the point. Oh, Peter, what's Peter? Peckle pepper eater. You're killing me, dude. You're killing me. You, can, you got one more line in that. You do, you do. Um, so happy I came today. And that my name is Donald. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the sequel, people, to Logan will be called Donald. Donald. I'm here the first person to say that. Great to meet you. You too. Yeah. <laughs>